Welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. Welcome everyone to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. This is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. Super excited to have on today the great Travis Harrington. Travis is coming to us from Notre Dame, which is in Wilcox, Saskatchewan, the longest running academy school, I believe, uh, as far as hockey is concerned. The, the great players like Wendell Clark, goaltenders like Curtis Joseph uh, went through there. Lots of great, uh, Kent Manderville, Rod Brendamore, who won the Stanley Cup, I believe, maybe as a player and also as a coach as well, too, coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. And Travis was junior goaltender himself as well too had great success as a junior goaltender i'm just excited to have travis on here he runs his parenton goalie schools as well too and he's got a lot to offer you guys are going to learn a lot from him today travis thanks a lot for coming on the podcast my friend awesome thank you for having me pete and uh welcome goalies uh one one of you in particular is uh, from not very far from where I grew up, and that would be Colby. Colby, I actually grew up in Outlook, and uh, and I used to run my original goalie school um, just in Aberdeen. So everyone, welcome. It's great to see everyone and hear you from different parts of the world. My name's Travis Harrington. Um, I've been a goalie coach now for basically about 20 years. Uh, I originally started uh, coaching goalies when I was playing college hockey um, at Augustana University in Camrose, Alberta, while I was still playing. And then after my career ended and I was done playing midget AAA junior in the BCHL college in Alberta and a little bit at the University of Saskatchewan, I started a goalie school with my former goalie uh, coach, who was also from Outlook, Saskatchewan. Uh, we ran a company called Mind the Net Goaltending for 15 years. So I was one of the owners and, and directors. Um, three years ago, I ended up having to close down Mind the Net Goaltending for a number of different reasons, um, family-wise and, and professionally. I'm also a teacher by um, education. And currently, I am a teacher and a coach at the Athel Murray College of Notre Dame in Wilcox, Saskatchewan. So I, I am part of our goaltending development team, um, working with our goalies on campus regularly, uh, and then also help as an associate coach um, this year with one of our U15 teams. So I've been doing this for a very, very long time, longer than any of you have been alive and been uh, lucky enough to work for with goalies from all over Western Canada and parts of the United States and even other parts of the world. Fantastic. Fantastic. Travis, I have a question for you. You're going to start off with a question. You've coached a lot of goaltenders who have had some great success. What is the one, if you could just pick one common characteristic of those goaltenders, what would that one common characteristic be? All of the goalies that I've worked with over the years that were most successful, moved on to junior college, um, pro, they were extremely resilient. Um, goaltending is is a very unfair position by nature. And what I found was the goaltenders who just kept pushing as hard as they could, even if they got 
cut, even if they spent a year as a backup goalie or were injured for parts of seasons, the ones that truly believed in themselves the most, more than anyone else in their lives, and just kept pushing on in their careers were the ones who were most successful. Um, There's countless goalies I've worked with over the years who were cut many, many times who had to wait until grade 11 or 12 for their opportunities to play elite level hockey and went on to do some incredible things. So having that, that ability to push through a tough training session, push through obstacles in your career, um, push through the discomfort of learning something new that maybe you're struggling with. It's, it's really a position that's about resilience. That, yeah, that, 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 that's a great answer. That is a great answer because the most successful, you, you look at a goaltender just in general, even like say you look at the top five goalies in the world, they're going to have challenges almost every game. There's going to be pucks that they're not going to stop, right? Out of 10 games, they might have one game that they, they, get, they get a shutout. And how do you work with goalies on dealing with that, on dealing with the you know constant things aren't perfect, so to speak? How do, how do you work them on that? Yeah, well... We start with, of course, all of, all goalies need core skills. They need core fundamental skills. And how those goalies use those skills is different from goalie to goalie. Um, but when it comes to things like, let's say we're talking about rebound control and we're on the ice with a training session, we're working on rebound control with our sticks. And let's say that nine out of 10 stick saves go to the corner as we were trying to get it to happen, or it went over the glass if we were trying to get the whistle. And let's say on the 10th one, something went funny in their save. And for some reason, the puck, let's say, ends up in their glove and they were trying to deflect the puck over the glass. Well, sometimes we have to realize that what we were trying to do was get the whistle. And even though it was accidental, we still got the whistle. So sometimes in goaltending, if the end result in is what you were looking for, we have to realize that it still turned out the way we wanted it to. In terms of other things, like it's looking at the idea of progress instead of perfection. Do we want to get to be technically strong? Do we want to um, be the best at as many skills as we possibly can? Of course. But the reality is, is the position is about keeping the puck out of the net. And in the end, you have to hate getting scored on more than you're worried about being perfect all the time. And if you look at NHL goalies, they're the, some of the most technically proficient, the best goalies in the world technically. And if they have to make desperation, diving saves, stretching saves, things like that, then the best in the world aren't perfect. That means that people who are trying to become the best in the world aren't going to be perfect along the way either. So it's realizing that we have to be able to continue on, bounce back, and realize that sometimes the end result is exactly what we meant it to be, um, how we got there. Sometimes it's not perfect, which is just fine. Got it. I love that. I love that. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Notre Dame, where you're at. Let's talk a little bit about that. And, and, and what are some of the what would you say? What are some of the benefits of and because, like, for example, one of the goaltenders that, that I work with is Dylan Ferguson, right? He's getting ready to go to Toronto Maple Leafs for, for training camp. Yes. He went to Notre Dame. He loved it there. He loved it there. Uh friend of mine, Darren Jensen, who played for the Philadelphia Flyers, went to Notre Dame. Like a lot of guys 
went there. What what are what are the benefits for a goaltender? Let's talk a goal goaltender specific. What are the benefits of a goaltender to go to Notre Dame and play there as let's say as opposed to playing just in the regular minor hockey? Well, we're really lucky at Notre Dame um, in that it is a it's a boarding school. So when you have students that come to this tiny community south of Regina, Saskatchewan, the the two things you have to focus on the most is being a student and being an athlete. And so we have very small class sizes um, in terms of in the in the classroom. So you get tons of support on the academic side, which takes stresses off of the, the hockey side when we can take care of things off the ice. We have in our hockey department, every team practices at least three days a week, sometimes four, depending on the schedule. We have top-notch coaches across the board, a brand new director of hockey operations who uh, was a longtime NHL player and comes in with some really cool ideas. Who, who's, that? who's that? Who's um, that? His name is Ethan Moreau. Okay. Wow. And uh, That's a big name. He, he played, uh, I believe, 17 years in the NHL. Um, we also have a strength and conditioning uh, facility uh, right on campus attached to the rink. We have an amazing strength and conditioning coach who works with all of our athletes and actually offers his services all year round. And then on the, on the goaltending side, we have two basically expert goaltending coaches on staff, myself as part of that. And we have... This season, as an example, every goaltender on campus will be receiving 18 hours of goaltending-specific training while they are here this season. So that's between times when the goalie, um, either of us goalie coaches, goes on the ice for um, goes on the ice to work with goalies for the first 20 minutes of practice or goaltending-specific sessions where we get goalies in. Um, all the goalies in campus get two goalie-specific sessions a month. And then we have skill development sessions for the forwards where the goaltenders get specific goaltending um, development in the first half hour of that skill session with one of the qualified goalie coaches. And it's a, it's a small community we live in. It's a five-minute walk for me to go from home to the rink. And so there's always eyes around the rink to help keep track of how people are doing. And we're also available for doing video work. We do, um, we do mental training things with our goalies all the time. And we're just there for support regularly. That sounds fantastic. Do, do you have room for a first-year Manton goalie? born uh, Right now, no. Okay. So I just Next know someone year, that's looking. Likely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Another question. Actually, you know what? Instead of asking a question, what what is is there? What is one thing that you would like to to share or talk about? You know, and it could be based on your 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 playing career, your coaching career, things that you have learned. What what is something that's kind of you know aching inside to share with the world that you think can make a powerful difference with all goaltenders or or goalie coaches or even goalie parents? That are listening. Well, I can start with. Um, I'll start on the um, the goalie coaching side itself. So, one thing I've been examining is uh, I follow hundreds of of um, goalie coaches and account and uh, social media accounts all over, and I I've seen trends. I've seen things that 
seem to appear in almost every training video now that actually don't need to be in every single drill. Just because something is new and interesting or new and looks incredible doesn't mean that it should be part of everything. So I'll give you my most, I'll give you the the most obvious example, and that is reverse VH usage. It is a tremendous tool that is used way too much right now by goaltenders at all sorts of levels. You even saw the Edmonton Oilers, as an example, in the second round of the playoffs this year, exposed one of my favorite current NHL goalies, Jacob Markstrom, who was caught using his reverse VH far too often and too long. And the Oilers use that to their advantage. It's a tactic that really only needs to be used on immediate wraparound threats or on immediate stuff plays, but there's goalies who hang out in it when the puck is in the corner and there's no threat of an attack at the net where goaltenders can get beat because they hung out in it too long and the pass was made and they don't get to their next position as quick as they can. And so what I've been noticing on social media, and I've started tracking this over the last couple of weeks, is in the last couple of weeks, whenever I pop on social media, I just keep track of how many drills I see on social media that are in, involve a reverse VH. And right now, just off of quick looks at videos, and I've looked at um, approximately 150 to 200 video clips in the last two weeks, and the number of drills that use a reverse VH is around 80%. When in my actual tracking of game situations my goalies have faced at the university level, at the junior level, at the midget AAA level, male and female, you only really need a reverse VH. Maybe 8% of all game situations faced in an entire hockey season. So adding it into 80% of your drills when you really only need it 8% of the time in a whole season, does that really make sense? And so it's one of those things where just because you see a bunch of it or it's brand new doesn't mean it should be your only focus because you can be amazing at, at using a reverse VH and moving in and out of it as an example. But if you're getting scored on, on clear shots with no traffic from the top of the circles, you're going to face shots from the top of the circles more often than you're going to need your reverse VH. So that's that's something on the goalie coaching side right now that that I really notice. And then I guess just in terms of um, like playing career, I'm lucky enough. I'm quite a ways away from my playing career now. But if you are if you are a goaltender who is ready to eliminate three key things from your mind and from your demeanor, you will become a top-end teammate and top-end performer. And that is, we need to eliminate blaming, complaining, and making excuses. And I know for myself, um, I was lucky enough to get a lot of compliments for being a great teammate an extremely hard worker. I wouldn't have had a hockey career if I didn't work extremely hard on and off the ice for the better part of 11 years. And there's there's no one to blame when a puck goes in other than know that your job as a goalie is to keep the puck out of the net. And if you don't come up with that save, the reality is that was a moment that you still were responsible for and you can bounce back from. 
But the goaltenders who blame other people and complain and make excuses are typically not ones who go up in the hockey world. I have several friends who are goalie coaches at the NHL level, at the pro level, um, a couple who are friends who are um, running goaltending development for entire countries. And they will all tell you that the best goalies, especially the NHL goalies, are people who just get to work, work with purpose every day. And they compete. They don't complain about any drills. They don't complete. Uh, they don't complain about unfair situations. The players making an extra pass, things like that. They just compete, and they make sure that that puck stays out as much as they humanly can. I love it. I love it. Okay. Speaking of that, <laughs> I want you to be really quick on this one. Just say I got to go right into a Q and A. But how important is the mental part of the game for the goaltenders? Well, it's absolutely massive. So, as an example, so. In my time running uh, Mind the Net, I was the goaltending coach for teams at the youth sports level, the junior A level, midget AAA level, male and female. Whenever I ran into goalies who were struggling or slumping, it almost never had anything to do with their physical game. It was almost always based on how they were seeing themselves within their team, how they were perceiving their teammates and something that I learned. I've talked about similar ideas for many years as something I learned from Pete this summer that you guys learn about is when goaltenders fall into the fan mindset, then usually what's happening is their perspective on a whole lot of different things fall off the map. And so anytime I've ever had to come in and and help goalies break through slumps, the majority of of what actually helped them were individual conversations where we either talked through things to change perspectives or we gave them actual mental training tools, much like you get from Pete, that helped them break that slump and stay on a consistent performance path. Love it. If anyone has any questions for Travis, now is the time to open it up where we're down to about two or three minutes left. But if you guys have any questions for Travis, make sure to uh, ask right now. Take yourself off mute or send something in the chat uh, as well, too. And uh, let me know if you have any questions whatsoever for Travis. And while, while I'm waiting, while I'm waiting, if you do, just speak up and cut me off if you have any questions. You know, Travis, we, we got to give a shout out to the uh, seminar that we do at Notre Dame now. Uh, uh, each summer in Wilcox, Saskatchewan, the, the goalie uh, mindset seminars, GMP, right? We had a great successful one last summer and we'll, we'll do it again this upcoming summer as well too. And that's specifically on the mindset for goaltenders. So make sure everyone that's listening, you look for that, uh, the, the GMP seminar, the one that we do in Wilcox, Saskatchewan. It, is, it, was, it was really good. It was a tremendous experience. Within 10 minutes into the Goalie Mindset Power live event, I was blown away. I've I've done a lot of research, seen a lot of people speak about um, mental training, mental performance, and I really can't speak any more highly than I really believe that every goalie can benefit from um, from learning from Pete in some format or another. Outstanding. Okay, so we got about... 30 seconds left. We need a question in from Colby. So I'll, I'll let you be really quick on this, Travis. So it's one thing uh, a goalie can do to really improve his or her game. What's one, what's, what's, what is the biggest thing a goalie can do that can improve their game? Give you like 30 seconds. No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you need to be the most mobile, well-positioned goaltender possible and the biggest competitor that you can humanly be. If you are really quick to get to spots, get to the best spots, and you're ready to battle to the end of every play, those are those are the keys to uh, to getting the on-ice game all together. I love that. Fires me up hearing that. Like positionally sound, just super mobile, and the biggest competitor, the hungriest out there. Okay, we are out of time. This is Pete Fry, the goalie mindset guy. It was an honor to have on the great Travis Harrington. Travis, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Pete. Thank you, goalies. Good luck, everyone, with uh, with what you have going on right now in tryouts. And once you get onto your teams, no matter what happens, just keep going, keep going hard. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Travis. That was fantastic, buddy. We'll chat Thank you soon. very much, Pete. Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.